of Jimmy Gagan or anything like that but Jimmy is not with us for the podcast today instead we're joined by Mournful and uh, a man in mourning this week is uh, Michael Keevney of the Dunderry Club Michael bad day to bring you back into the podcast but uh, it's good to have you on board all the same yeah thanks Fergal we had um, a sobering chastising terrorising day there on Saturday afternoon at the hands of Park Hodgson at the hands of the leak. It was um, it was a hard one to sum up. It was a hard one to sum up. Uh, Dunderry, you think it was seven points. The leak four seventeen. Um, I know it was yeah, a, tough. A, a tough game. A tough day at the office. I was saying it was. It was. Yeah, we were. We you, were. You, you were saying just beforehand that uh, you know you're contemplating your life as a football supporter or a sports supporter. Yeah, sp- uh, that has contributed to. Your woes. Yeah, I think I was. I heard Tommy Tiernan talk about there a few months ago. Um, how he gave, he gave he's an avid Liverpool supporter, and he said that he he gave up because um he was outsourced his happiness. If Liverpool won, he was in good form for the week, and if they lost, he was in bad form for the week. I suppose being a Premier League supporter, you have thirty eight games a year to get you through. But I don't think he gave up for too long. No, he, he was in Old Trafford a couple of weeks. No, weeks I don't think so. Liverpool. Yeah, but I suppose when Dundee we lost the manner we did. Uh, and that's it now until, for football-wise anyway, we have to hurl it next week to look forward to we get, get into that there. But that's it now until next February, March, whenever things kick off again. So it's a, it's a, it's a long time left stew over us. Now, I'm only a fan now. I don't know how the, the, the lads felt about us now. Obviously, it didn't. It's a lot worse than I did, but still, it wasn't. It's not great. Anyway. Well, clubs, clubs are meant to be for the supporters and for the members, so I'm sure... I'm sure the uh, the player the, the players feel bad, but you know supporters can feel equally as bad as well. You see it a lot. The you know some of the most disappointing people leaving Partridge over the weekend were the supporters. Yeah, yeah. So you have that bit more of um, with your your friends and neighbours and people you grew up with. It's yeah. hard, hard to look at, but anyway. Yeah, a difficult weekend um, for a lot of clubs, as you said. Their year ended. Uh, championship semi-finals in the footballs were on at the weekend, so. Uh, we've already mentioned your own club there, four seventeen to one eight. Delete Bellystown or one, sorry, four seventeen to, to seven points. Worse again uh, against Delete Bellystown in the intermediate championship semi final. You would have to give a lot of credit to Delete Bellystown though as well. They were excellent on the day. Yeah, they look well coached, well drilled. Um, their handling was very good. Um, everything seemed to go to hand. I think they got a run on us. Us, I'm, I'm impartial here. They got a yeah, run and done there here. Okay. We're all, we're all us. Team of us. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in. Um, they got a run at Dunderry and. Like I haven't seen much of the league this year, but they were taking shots and everything seemed to stick. Every shot from forty yards out that you yeah. might never take on. And when, when it's your day, it's your day, isn't it? Yeah, just landed. But it, it, but it would have to be worrying uh, from from a Dunderry point of view. The last big game probably that they played in in Park Tolchin was against Trim in the intermediate quarter final last year as well, and. Uh, Marginally worse on one end, and marginally better on the other end. They conceded four eighteen against Trim, four seventeen against the league this year. Yeah. But scored eight points against Trim, but seven this year yeah, against two twenty two points defeats. Um, in big games and part Big games and Yeah. 
they need more experience of, of HQ I, think, I, yeah, I so would it's, imagine it's I know it sounds so. like a stupid thing to say because a football pitch is a football pitch but when you get into park touching it can affect lads in different ways and, and you could see it with Dunderry they just weren't what you would see from them if they were playing in Ballinock against Oldcastle the week before yeah. or if they were playing in Rackenny or if they were playing in, in some of these smaller tighter pitches they're just not the same ferocious power that it's, they don't seem to be that same ferocious power in Paratolchen no and it's, it's somewhat unusual because a lot of um, even though some of that so aside from the hurlers uh, the hurlers had a, a, a good win in the week before so it's not unused to it um, yeah but it's a collective I think it's a collective yeah it's a collective yeah the other, the other you're probably better off uh, to be perfectly honest with you uh, losing at the semi-final stage because the final mightn't have been pretty it's Dunshockland in the final uh, outstanding winners 219 to 10 points against Nobber um, I'm not sure if you if you saw much of that I came in for the second half I said I'd see I'd get a good um, preview for uh, a potential um, final for our, our opponents in the final um, yeah and the Chocolate looked very impressive very efficient um, it could have been a higher margin of victory they kind of so they butchered a few goal chances but they had the opportunity for taking yeah. more goals Um do well. The gather was a competitive first half. It was, I think, only four points in at the break. It was four four points to six uh, or two points to, to Dunchocklin at one stage, and then Dunchocklin just managed to get a goal, which kind of knocked the stuffing out of Nobber. Uh, but then they came back again. You know, they stuck with them and were still within four or five points in the second half. But then Dunchocklin's second goal. Yeah, I think get, it was Matthew Miles. Matthew Miles. Yeah, yeah. It happened just kind of. It was in line with it in the stand, and it was a lovely jink. Um, yeah. To, to beat not sure if he scored it but he, he set it up he's a lovely jig to beat a defender and yeah, kind yeah. of a bit of link up play there and it just buried it and it was, it was a great goal and that, it kind of ended the game the contest and then oh. they kind of went on a, a score and streak probably the highlight of the weekend where the quality of some of the goals scored and we will talk about it when we get to talk about Retolt especially their goal was outstanding or their goals were outstanding Um but Dunshockland looked very impressive against Nobber. They were the Dunshockland that we expected. Nobber put it up, as we said, mm. put it up to them and, and uh, were a lot better than we thought it was going to be. So to say that you know they were back by 15 points in the end and they played quite well is probably testament to just... Uh, it's just a good to just it's, it's strong could, be, could be a bit harsh and Nobber was maybe just going doesn't reflect what I suppose the game is 60 minutes. So Yeah, and that's and that's where Nobber's strength is, or sorry, Dunshockland's strength is their fit their power their pace their, their durability and, and to be able to keep going to the very end at the same tempo nearly as they hit when, when they hit their straps they're, they're full on and they're a very impressive side we look ahead to the intermediate final next week but uh, it, it's, it could be a, a really good game between themselves and Dewey Bellistan yeah definitely um, two mead legends on the sideline yeah. Um, Joe, Joe Shirt, I think is his, is his first year in club management. I'm not uh, sure. I think he was there last year. Yeah, he was there last oh, year. Still relatively inexperienced. Yeah, both yeah, look very good. And Richie Keeley seemed to have chocolate moving well. Richie I suppose. Keighley, yeah, and Paul Curran and with, Paul Curran with, with them as well. I, mean, yeah. I suppose we knew that we knew that would happen, but um, yeah, I think they they marshaled some of. I, I was kept in keeping an eye on uh, Sean Mead to. I saw play earlier a few games earlier in the championship and he looked very good but what I saw him he was maybe he was double marked or triple he marked was ever, double treble and quadruple marked but he yeah, didn't, didn't get a he was bottled up and that's you know maybe not, not criticism from him but he was just well marshalled and yeah well Dunshock had their homework done you know yeah. identified the threats snuff it out and that's exactly what they did there's no doubting 
Sean Mead's quality or his abilities an exceptional footballer and I'm sure he'll be given his opportunity with the county um, this year I've definitely given a chance in the, in the regional competitions you'd like to think that will be coming down the line but uh, yeah no just on chocolate we're, we're deserving of well deserving of the win but in fairness now we're put it up to them and as you said she'll be in a, in a really appealing final Next year, uh, Clannagale won't be in the Intermediate Championship as a result of their uh, relegation playoff loss to Drumbarra. It was Drumbarra 1-13, Clannagale 15 points. Probably something of a surprise to some people, but Drumbarra had a few decent results in the group stages, uh, racked up big scores as well, but uh, proved too strong just by the narrowest of margins. So Clannagale will go back down to junior after only a couple of years up in the intermediate ranks uh, and then in the junior championship then um, two big wins in the intermediate championship one very much a surprise and the other maybe not or definitely not so much Castletown defeating Sidon by 118 to 19 good local derby yeah, yeah local derby played in Drumconrad so it was a it was a real a real fiery atmosphere up there I'd say for on Sunday morning for that but Sidon overly relying on, on the Roe brothers uh, or I think the brothers anyway Conrick and Darren yeah. uh, I think one scored 1-8 and the other scored a point right. of, of their 1-9 so they're very reliant on them Castletown had a, a greater spread of scores with Kevin Ross of course to the four for them again <laughs> they were the pre, pre-championship favourites to get there so there was no real surprise in that result uh, probably no real surprise either that Dunsany bet Ballinlock although a lot of people had Ballinlock in their uh, on, on their coupons for victory in the semi-final on, at the weekend against Dunsany but Nobody could have predicted 222 to Dunsany and Ballinlock seven points. It was a massive no, it win. Just, it hammered over. Yeah, um, I think Pierre Fox was got uh, filled his boots. I think did yeah. he? Yeah, I think he got seven or eight points. Pierre uh, five points from play. He was a really exceptional footballer. Um, but when you're scoring 222, there's a good spread of scores yeah. there for Dunsany and uh, James McNally and Sean or John Rafferty seem to have brought a, a steely toughness that. You don't like saying it was lacking in them over the last few years of Dunsany, but you always had your concerns about them that, you know, can they produce consistently good performances? And they seem to be doing that with uh, with a ruthlessness now that maybe wasn't there before. And you don't like talking them up ahead of a final because Castletown will go into the final as favourites. They're the intermediate side coming down. Yeah. And this must be this must be Dunsany's Nine hundredth junior final yeah. in the last seven or eight years. They're always there, and every time they suffer setback after setback. I think even the the every other club, about fifty eight other clubs or fifty seven other clubs will be with Dunsany for this one because yeah, Jesus, if every club is seven or seven out of nine finals and semi finals, and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's just a real hard luck story for them. Yeah, uh, so hopefully. Uh, it, hopefully it'll be a great game I know uh, you wouldn't begrudge Castletown either uh, I was involved in a game with, with my own club against Castletown earlier in the year and they were the best team at that level that we played they were exceptional 
Um, so they they will be the favourites going into that game. Uh, but Dunsany, there's there's something looks something looks good about them this year. Yeah, we said that last time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, um, hammered Karen Ross in the semi final last year as well, and we talked going into the final against St Vincent's that they'd have too much firepower, but St Vincent's just snuffed them out. Snuffed them, yeah, that was that was a played in terrible conditions in one. one. It was, yeah, I think yeah. You could see sick looking at it. Yeah, um, it was a wet day that one, alright, wet day. Um, and in the uh, junior relegation, yeah, we've mentioned that already. Olton's beaten Minolti, um, but that, uh, that, so as we said, yeah, that's Dunsany against Castletown in the junior final. The junior B semi finals were also on. Uh, Slain, uh, 12 points, Drum Conrad won five. Don't have much details on that one um, in yet, but Slain were, um, Drum Conrad were. The, they started off the season well and they were flying and they qualified for the semi-finals relatively early. Then they gave a walkover against, uh, I think it could have been Slane earlier on in the championship, they gave a walkover. Um, and I'm not sure it, it proved to be the wisest decision no, because... It's, it's, Jenny, he associated a walkover with... Uh, Team can't the rumour being that uh, they preferred not to feel the weekend that the game was fixed that there might have been uh, other distractions on that weekend training uh, camp in Spain tra- or something tra- yeah. training camp in Stradbally I yeah. think was uh, right. proposed right. and uh, so they opted not to feel that day and uh, I'm not sure the, the lack of game t- games has stood to them um, Slane we're, we're the better team it might only be a four point win but it's double scores 12, 12 scores to six and they're into the junior B final where they'll play St Bridget's who defeated Cortown in a feisty enough game I believe one eleven to 2-6 at the end I think those six players sent off four just for, a six just the six yeah. yeah four for Cortown finished with 11 players and two for St Bridget's I think a couple of them right at the very end maybe where frustration boils over and, and leads to red cards so I'm not sure the, the red cards had a really big significant impact on the result but Cortown had beaten St Bridget's, St. Bridget's a couple weeks previous to book their place in the semi-final but that game brought St Bridget's on clearly brought them on and uh, so it's St Bridget's against Slane in the Junior B final and a bit like the Junior Championship St Bridget's are the the team coming down that everybody expected mm. to bounce straight back and they're there just one step away again now from, from a return to Junior football but the uh, before we get on to the, the Senior semi-finals We'll also give a mention there's a couple of relegation semi-finals in the senior championship. Eventually, St. Colin Kills, uh, they were expected to get, uh, you know, get to safety in the first round again, so they played Curaha, but they lost out to that one. But they eventually got there with an extra time victory over Town in their relegation playoffs in Colin Kills 118, Town 212. Now, I believe it could have been a lot worse for Town only for their goalkeeper, Flash Gordon, David Flash Gordon was uh, supposed to be an outstanding in that game. So St. Colin Kills are safe and it's down to last chance saloon now for Sound. They'll take on Navin Matneys in yeah. the uh, in the relegation playoff. They lost 13 points to four. Four points return. Yeah, four points return. Look, the two teams there, um, look, it goes at saying Keegan Cup contenders in the Naughties are winners, serial winners in the yeah. Naughties. Yeah. And to see the two of them where they are now is quite sad, to be honest. Yeah, it is, it is. Well, Amani's have gone down before and came back and won Keegan Cups when they came back up. So to see them slump again 
It's 20 years, I think. Or remember, 2003 Intermediate Final, the big yeah, Canner after yeah. one of my earliest club games I remember going to. Yeah, I can bring them back to a discussion going on during the week, and, and we'll get to it in a few minutes, which was uh, with, who was the last club to do the double at senior hurling and senior football and people were scratching their heads wondering but I had the answer straight away because I was at both games it was the uh, 1985 right. Navin Matney's won the senior hurling to beat Killine in the senior hurling final in Trim uh, I remember because my uncle was playing and it was uh, I think it was about a week after my granny had died his mother had died and uh, it was a you know kind of a memorable occasion for mm. the family and my uncle was brilliant that day I'll never forget I was a young I was in awe of him playing in goals and he made an unbelievable save pretty sure it was that day anyway it's a blur they won a couple of championships at hurling that time uh, but he was unbelievable that day my uncle Paul and um, oh man he's won the senior football then as well uh, beating screen in the final that year so 1985 was the last time uh, the double was done at senior level yeah, I think I was minus eight years old for that game. So minus eight, yeah. Forgive yeah, me for not recalling yeah, it. No, 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 you're just a bad thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there, there will be, as we've mentioned, uh, an opportunity for Retolt to do the yeah. double this year uh, in the senior final next weekend, which we'll discuss in a few minutes again. Uh, Retolt will take on Trim in the senior hurling final next weekend and they booked their place in the senior football final with a 3-11 to 0-9 win over Nafina probably a lot more expected of Nafina than we got they were very disappointing very wasteful um, which is exactly what when I was writing the preview last week exactly what I said they weren't they were economical they didn't waste chances they took their opportunities kicked very few wides and did 9 or 10 wides and yeah, Retot punished them you're not going to go at, that, at this level especially when they're coming in as underdogs yeah it was um, and they started quite well um, got, got off to a great start in the game um, Shane Walsh and Jamie Queenie were really causing Retote problems but once Retote settled and they scored a couple, couple of, of goals. unbelievable yeah. goals and brilliant finishes but not just the brilliant finishes it was the the pace that they moved the ball from de- from defence to attack accuracy quick ball one twos players getting up in support and runners off the shoulder pop it off give it to the man in space and then leaving it to the forwards to do the business then brilliant finishes in the game uh, Brian McMahon a beautiful turn at one stage and got himself through on goals and just rifled the ball it was just an unbelievable goal uh, so Retot looked really really good and fully deserved their win um, disappointing from Nafina would never have envisaged an 11 point win for Retot but uh, Retot were full value and, and well worth every penny of that one yeah the other game was <coughs> one side on the scoreboard at least was it the, um, the other semi-final yeah Summerhill won 10 uh, Wolf Tones not 5 so it's 5 uh, points seems like a very 5 points of very poor return, return. From, from Wolf Tones and 1 point in the second half which they it, it was a tight game I think there was only 6 points in the first 18 to 20 minutes of the game uh, 3 points each evenly shared both teams really trying to feel each other out wasn't great football from you know if, if you if you wanted to go and watch a game from a tactical point of view and see how teams set up and watch teams try to break each other down it was excellent from that point of view if you wanted to go and see free flow and attractive scores all over the place this wasn't the game to be at but uh, 
when yeah, I, t- I thought you were going to say it was a game of chess I said please don't throw me fucking pen at you here <laughs> no, I did I've actually said that in the match report but anyway uh, oh, games of chess can be quite boring but uh, yeah. the early stages of this I'm so watching chess these days yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah, we won't yeah, go into that, go into that. that, that that's for our, our, our next pod coming out later this evening that could be true crime that one yeah. but um, yeah it was three points each and then Summerhill got their goal um, and and uh, Wolf Jones could easily have just surrendered then and given up the ghost but they didn't and they stayed in the game up to half time but then Summerhill just turned the screw in the second half and uh, they just kept pulling clear just kept, kept the scoreboard taking over never gave Wolf Tones an opportunity in the attack at all which they needed they need a half if you give Wolf Tones half a yard they'll, they'll turn it into an acre of space to pop it over but Summerhill were brilliant defensively I just thought they were really really strong uh, 20s to Ross and Ronan Ryan outstanding mm. uh, Podge Garrity the captain of the team was, was brilliant as well uh, Michal Byrne in midfield just he was unbelievable like from the first minute and you looked at Michal in midfield and you thought he was just going to collapse with exhaustion but it was just it's just the way he moves around but he was phenomenal up and down the field but especially in his defensive duties he he plucked balls out from going over the bar and brilliant catching brilliant fielding great defending good awareness cutting out space he was just really 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 good and a real leader for the team I was delighted to see him back to, to his best form but it promises to be a game of, of you know outstanding attackers for Retolt against brilliant defenders for Summerhill and not that Summerhill haven't got good attackers either or Retolt haven't got good defenders yeah. it, it, it's shaping up to be an excellent county final county football final yeah who, who uh, who's your tip you know I went with Retolt and I keep saying this every week I went with Retolt from the very start they were my tip before the championship started and I'm going to stick with that for no other logic other than just broke. sticking to my yeah. guns you yeah. know, you know uh, I I saw enough from Summerhill to suggest that they can win the game as well. They've got an unbelievable uh, options off the bench. They've got two, the, probably the most exciting young forwards in the county in, in Owen Frayne and Connor Frayne. Um, they, you know, they can bring Barry Darris on after with, with 15 minutes to go. But not a bad man to get a few and scores. Scored two yeah. points then once he, once he came on and could afford the luxury of taking off Kevin Ryan to bring on Davy Dalton, bringing on Keelan Young in the backs. They just have a my own nephew came on late in the game as well, Liam Shaw. Like they've got they've got options off the bench that when they come in I would you hear that old cliche of oh it doesn't weaken the team. I think it actually makes it stronger. And I think it's it's probably an approach that Conor Gillespie has taken that, you know, I'm putting out a team here, that a team that's gonna start the game, is gonna play for forty minutes to keep us in the game, to give us put us in the best possible position and then we'll we'll finish the game with nearly our best 15 and that's not an insult to the boys that come off because the lads that are on have to put them in that position but they finished the team with an outstanding 15 that, that gets them over the line yes yeah, so the only thing is you have to be in position to you have to be in touch yeah and, that, and that's up the, the stretch as they say because you know we're told to have the pace and yeah, finishing yeah. power to it's going to be a tricky one it'll be a balancing act how do you how do you contain Retolt for 40 minutes in the hope of hitting them hard in the last 20 yeah, I've seen numerous examples over the years and across all codes of containment as a strategy is it doesn't yeah. work it, it really backfires yeah, so it'd yeah. be an interesting one always yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I've seen you know I remember a few years ago me playing Dublin and going in and Mead were going in a half time eight points down delighted 
to have held Dublin to eight points at half time and come out for the second half and didn't try to change it. It was like, let's try to contain them for another 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, they were 12 points down. I'm sure it's, it's game over. Game over, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that containment plan doesn't always work. Um, I think that's pretty much a rundown on all the results from the weekend. The Billy Byrne Cup final was on, unfortunately, it was on early on, on, on Sunday morning and uh, we were up to our eyes. We didn't get out to it, but Kildalki had it, from a trim point of view, quite glad they didn't get out to it. But super win for Kildalki, 219 to Trim's nine points. I know Trim kept a lot of players in reserve that were training that morning for the Senior Hurling final next week. So um, Kildalki picking up a bit of silverware there. and much valued silverware the Billy Bourne Cup uh, you know the teams put a good effort into it it's for the intermediate sides of course Brendan Davis is the cup final that's on next week for the for the senior clubs or the senior teams so that will bring its own I think it's Kiltail and Kildalki I think in that again next weekend uh, must actually have a look and look down through the fixtures here but pretty sure yeah I know the Donald Lynching final is on next Saturday at 7 o'clock that's between Clannagale and Dunboyne and uh, on Sunday yeah Brandon Davis Cup uh, at the nice and early time in Kildalki of 10.30 between Kildalki and Kiltail so plenty of time to celebrate yeah. after that after that game for, for the winners of that one um, it, it brings you on to uh, two good games then in Partholgen next Sunday the intermediate or sorry Saturday. the, the Oh, Saturday first of all sorry yeah, yeah, yeah you want to go to Saturday okay, okay right well I was going to start with Sunday no no give a bit of redemption here <laughs> Saturday is going to be a hectic day um, I believe there's well there's definitely two finals on so St. Pat's against Kildalki at 2 o'clock in the junior 2 hurling final and Dunderry Dun, dun, dun. Will I play the music again? <laughs> Dunderry v Dun, Ratmaline. Playing at, celebrations at, this time next week, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunderry v Ratmaline at four o'clock in Park uh, St. Pat's against Kildalki, a remarkable achievement from Kildalki to have uh, a third team in a championship final. So like all under one management team, I believe. All under the one management yeah. Uh, uh, they all train together, as far from what I'm, mm. what I'm aware of. And, uh, so they, they'll have uh, yeah, Pat O'Halloran and Daryl Hart will be leading them in and St. Pat's are our first team um, they, the hurling seems to come and go in waves in, in around Mullen. they get their act together for a year and they win a championship and then it kind of dies down and they go back maybe for a year and then they come back again a couple of years later win a championship again so hopefully this is something that will uh, kickstart the hurling in, in that end of the county but uh, it'll be a good game definitely be an interesting game um, I don't know how you call it <laughs> unfortunately with that junior too a lot of the paths to the final are skewed by the fact that there's walkovers the teams lose players up to the higher grades and lads get injured and lads can't come to games so it's probably a flick of a coin that one uh, it's very much a, a Kildalki team of, of youth and experience we'll call it Um not too people don't like them called veterans anymore so no, we, won't, we won't quit it we discussed that earlier yeah I went into I remember during the lockdown one of the lockdowns I went for a walk on the beach and saw a group of lads out in over Betty's town and saw a hurling team in green poking around and said who the hell are they it turned out to St. Pat's and they had good numbers out yeah. so you'd be thought of 
at this age, children as they call them, <laughs> they're young lads playing. So yeah, that's it's good to see. Hope you weren't breaking. Uh, uh, no, hope uh, you weren't breaking COVID <laughs> restrictions. Was this outside your five k? Well, anyway, we won't go. No, down, but but journalistic. All <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, you were working. Right? Yes, okay, work, okay, I'm working. Yeah, you were so, yeah. on, on the hunt for um, on the hunt for people breaking COVID restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the big one then, Dunderry against Ratmaline uh, earlier in the group stages. Dunderry have to be considered favourites for this earlier in the in the group stages. I think they did a nine point win mm. over Ratmaline. Three months, remember correctly. And, yeah. uh, but Ratmaline will be, you know, it's 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 two thousand and five, I think, since day one, or two thousand six, since day one, a senior championship. They've been in the wilderness for a while, but they've a good young team there. Um, some great young players, even the the two Ennis boys. Charlotte and Simon uh, through the middle centre back and midfield really really strong and then up front you've veterans like John Farrell who uh, probably I think he definitely played in that team in, in 06 um, scored a couple of goals in the semi-final or quarter-final if you remember rightly in that in that year still doing it still still on top of his game for Ratmaline and the young players then as well yeah. talk to us about Dunderry I know the last day they scored 3-11 but 10 points of those 11 points came from freeze from Luke Martin and he's key yeah Luke's key Luke, Luke is key look um, there's a number of type as leaning into the mic here uh, <laughs> they Dunderry lost a num- number of uh, senior players that elected to opt out of hurling for the year uh, concentrated the football um, so that left a bit of space for you to come into the team um, yeah, uh, but then we're uh, so that's was kind of good to see our young players coming through but then we had the likes of um, more established players like like this up the spine of the team um, between Conor O'Shea Conor Dempsey Conor uh, fullback Conor O'Shea centre back and Luke Martin midfield all of whom have had uh, county experience yeah. at different stages over the, over the years um, so it's really despite the team with Jamie Levy and Jamie Levy 24 yeah. Yeah. And, and Adam Kelly Adam Kelly full forward yeah, yeah um, so, so it's big it's a, it's a big unit down through the down through the middle yeah um, um, yeah like Luke is our I mean our score getter in chief whether we play him kind of in the edge of the square or, or he was there the year I think, I think he played a bit centre forward but he's been operating in midfield for the last while um, yeah he scored 10 points the last day uh, it's kind of if you look at the scores uh, through the championship Luke is Jim, well up there well yeah. up there I'd say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with your, with your Paul Johanrans and James Murray's and and uh, Sean Doyle's from Drumree another big one of course um, Nicky Potterton probably I would say is probably leading the scoring um, from Kildaki he was scored a huge amount of goals throughout the year and on top of his points scoring so he'd probably be well up there as well um, you would imagine Dunderry as I said will be favourites nine points uh, nine between points. the sides were you at that game? yeah I was at that game um, nine points in hurling is, is nothing really no, it, it, it can be misleading I remember correctly um there have a lot of games in trim this year and they all kind of merge into one in yeah. my memory um, wasn't it wasn't a nine point margin margin it was a nine point technically it was but uh, the performance suggested it was a lot tighter yeah I think I don't think Ratmaline um, are nine points worse than under you know, I think it could be yeah. a lot closer look I suppose you have to say we'll take the favourite tags um, yeah but 
could it could go either way. Yeah, it could. Look, be, it, would, it wouldn't be surprised if we're if you're commis- if you're commiserating me again this time next week. <laughs> yeah, like I remember again, I watched uh, Trim and Kildaki in the group stages, um, and Kildaki were all over Trim, um, with after 42, 44 minutes, and Trim ended up winning the game by nine or ten points. Like it, it can a hurling match can yeah, so you know flick of a switch and it's it's just completely gone the other way couple of goals and then all of a sudden heads drop and scores go over the bar so Rapmaline won't be you know looking at that nine point defeat and going oh shit we have no chance here no, they they're, don't. Going, they're going to come with very much yeah. for us yeah and having Gary Cole in charge there former player as well coming back and uh, I think that's given them a significant boost um, once you have a player who's been away from the club for a while but he comes back in he obviously still has the passion for the place and the players buy into that I don't care what anybody tells you if you've got got a, a legend of the club coming back to the coach and he knows what he's doing you can have legends coming back into clubs that haven't a clue what they're mm-hmm. at but you can have legends coming back into a club and knows what they're doing and uh, Gary certainly knows that and he's, he's got Rapmaline going I think <laughs> and uh, I won't be going out to Gertie's or Horns anytime soon for a pint but I have a funny feeling not that I'll be in Harnins either <laughs> or the village don't get me wrong Um I have a funny feeling Ratmaline might turn the tables on this one. I think I think Dunderry have a huge reliance to an over reliance on on Luke for scores. I think the football last weekend, I noticed what, five, four, five, six lads, maybe two players, more is there? Oh, it could be six or seven. Six yeah. or seven. I don't know. It was a tough loss last week in the football. It has to have. Yeah, it could. Okay, cool. It can way, go one way or the other. Way, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be a shot of redemption or come yeah. on, circle the wagons. Come on, lads. Yeah, and it happened with Trim in the football when they lost the the quarter final of the football and went out and, and produced an excellent display in the hurling then the following week. So yeah, it can it can offer that. But look, I'll I'll go wrap my line. I'm not sure who done who Jimmy went with in this preview. I think he went with Dunderry. So and you're obviously going to go with Dunderry. So I'm outnumbered as usual. But then again, I'm usually wrong. So yeah. listen, I'd say I'd say Dunderry are delayed. I'm tipping Rapmaline. Um, yeah. So that's Saturday. Sunday, then you're on to uh, the big one, the Senior, the Jubilee Cup. Mm. But before that, you've got the Minor Hurling Final, which uh, Trim going for their sixth title in eight years at that level. Uh, it's a remarkable record. Yeah, it's, it's a wonder they've keep a they've uh, production line coming on behind them. Yeah, some great young fellas. They're great lads behind them as well. Like you see lads like Kevin Walsh and, and Decky Murray very much and Alan Ennis uh, hugely involved in the underage and trim and they've just they've done a huge amount of work and it can't be underestimated the quality that they've brought through. A couple of they did a poor year last year, but that was just in between the age groups. But this minor team is a good team now again. Um and some good lads there, as you said, looking for six out of eight um, in the last eight years. So it's a, it's an amazing record. And they play a Dunmore Ashburn team at half 12 in Partholgen on Sunday in their first ever minor hurling championship final, which great to see hurling in, in Ashburn. You know, we, yeah. we, often, we don't associate it as an area um, flourishing in hurling, you know, as, uh, as the great um, Michal Moorhertig said about, uh, was it Sean Og? He says it's a father from Fermanagh and a mother from, from Fiji. Fiji. Neither a stronghold from Hurland. So about Fiji and, and Ashbourne could probably have a similar. Yeah, I never thought I'd hear them make mention together in <laughs> no, one sentence. But. No, Fiji and Ashbourne. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to see it. And all credit to Dunmore Ashbourne as well. They they operated in Division Two in the league. Uh, didn't even get to a Division Two league final in the minor. And uh, but they. 
they opted, they, they asked to be graded into the Division 1 Championship and then they reached the, the final of the Championship. So full credit to them and uh, Trim again will be favourites, probably overwhelming favourites to win that. But uh, I'd say any impartial supporters that will be there, definitely the Retote boys will be cheering on Dunham Ashburn, I would imagine that minor final, but you have to fancy Trim to win that one. Um, then the big game is Trim and Retote. As we said, Retote bidden to get the first leg of a potential double to become the first team since the Mahoney's in 85. Uh, Trim, they won the crown, won the title in 2001, the 2020 title in 2001. 2020. Sorry, yeah, yeah. 2020 and it 2020. was in 2021, the yeah. game. These are all over the place. But anyway, that was the previous time yeah that was the last time they had won it before they won the 2020 title in 2021 yeah. <laughs> get me you still with me anybody still with me but uh, yeah so it was 20 years 20 years between meals uh, from 2001 to 2021 yeah that was a uh, the game for the ages uh, yeah that 2021 final 2020 final in 2021 yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, have me now. <laughs> yeah it was it was just a phenomenal game decided by an even better score an even more phenomenal score from Alan Douglas I actually wasn't working that day in the position I had in the stand I was right behind him looking over his shoulder and I can still see Conor McGill diving with all he could and trying to stretch every sinew and muscle and bone and ligament in his body to get to Dougie's shot and, and Alan Douglas just popped it over the bar from distance and it just dropped over and it was one of the most phenomenal scores pressure scores mm. that I've seen in any game never mind the county final uh, in extra time and it, it was just ended that 20 year wait for Trim so it's great that it's the same two teams again and you're hoping to get a similar contest or the neutral will be hoping for a similar contest uh, on Sunday you see familiarity does breed contempt so yeah but but you know Retote scraped into the knockout stages of this senior hurling championship they they needed Nafina only drew with Dunboyne in their last game of the group stage which was a shock if Nafina had won that game Retote were gone and there was a points points difference that Retote won their final game or they lost the final game sorry yeah. against Kildalki and if they'd lost that game by another couple of points they were gone they scraped through on scoring difference it's a remarkable way to get into the, the knockout stages but once they got that you know out of that group and got their shot of redemption they were excellent hammering Killeen in the quarterfinal mm. and then the most impressive performance of the championship probably in defeating Kiltail in the semi-final yeah they, could be team, they seem like a team gradually uh, they could have took the pace and, or coming to their milk as uh, Kevin Dowd from under you saw yeah, say. Yeah. they're, milk, yeah. they're um, getting the run right they're picking at the right time which is, which is important to underestimate in a way they are not um exploding out of the track you know yeah well you know championship started passing out too early you know it's, it's a long it's a marathon you know yeah. so if they can kind of peak on it's all about peaking on on the on the, Sunday on the big, October yeah. yeah well it's October now yeah um, well that's what I was saying that's, that's the point I was just going to make there's no trophies handed out in July they, they just have to stick in there and ride their luck which they did at times um, they rode their luck against Nafina uh, they got the draw in that game even though it was probably Nafina that scored the equalising point but they rolled their luck they stuck in there and now all of a sudden they look like a really really strong team um, 
and even though Trim will go into the game as favourites simply because they they finished second in the group and their only loss was with a last minute goal to Kiltail in a game that really meant nothing and then they got the better of Kildaki in the, the champions Kildaki in the semi-final off the back of that Trim will go in as favourites but Trim needed you know four or five brilliant saves from Charlie Ennis to get over Kildaki and um, and they will need that again. They'll need that again next Sunday because Kiltail or Kil Retote have some outstanding forwards as well. You know, Keen Rogers is, is one of these lads who's uh, who's on on course for a double victory. He's one of the dual players mm. and he's a really dangerous player, can can grab a goal from nothing. And you look at Gavin McGowan was simply sensational in that semi-final win against Kiltail, scoring points from his knees and from all angles. They're strong in midfield. Padraig Hanrahan has won the best free takers in the county, which is crucial in Hurland. Um, so they'll have threats all over the field. Derek Kelly, Marshall's their defence superbly. Conor McGill has been outstanding for them. Uh, shut down the the uh, shut down Jack Regan in the semi final, who's Kiltail's danger man. If you know, if you're looking for, if Ratoth are looking for somebody, or looking at Trim and identifying a danger man. Conor McGill is the one that's going to shut him down and he will do it because he's an exceptional hurler but Trim have for me Trim seem to have just options all over the field and, and again off the bench as well but James Thor at centre back is still probably the finest hurler in the county um, then through midfield you've got the industry of David Murta has really been exceptional brilliant player this year the accuracy of James Murray from freeze and what he can give from open play as well and then inside you have lads like Mikey Cole, Alan Douglas, Joey Cole, uh, Bino Dowling has been was really effective the, in the game against Kadoki as well. So Trim have plenty of options. So yes, bias all bias aside, I'm going to have to. I, I think I'll fancy Trim for this one. So you're not putting wouldn't be a, no double this year. No the search continues. You well, Rotota are probably delighted now that I've tipped Trim because as. As I've said already, my predictions are atrocious, absolutely atrocious. Bookies aren't having to pay out to me, and that's for sure. No. Um, yeah, so I just fancy Trim. What do you think? Yeah, look. Um, I'm a soldier. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll tell you what I feel off, Mike. I don't think I could be, uh, <laughs> if it was caught tipping Trim to win Anton, yeah, uh, yeah, could, yeah. Um, <laughs> could get myself in trouble. But uh, Based on your argument alone, I'll, I won't disagree with you. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. It's also a busy weekend um, on the ladies' front. We've got three of the county finals on Saturday and Sunday. Um, the ladies' senior final is on Saturday night in Retote, Saturday evening at 5 o'clock, I believe, in Retote. It's between the defended champions, Dunboyne, going for three in a row. And they will take on newcomers. I think it's their first final. Uh, won the intermediate last year did they done Shockland Royal Gale so mm. it promises to be a shootout between Emma, Emma Duggan and uh, Nevo Sullivan yeah. uh, done Shockland with plenty of strong players of course they, uh, Maeve Byrne who was part of the uh, the county panel as well but done Shockland or Dunboyne are going for that three in a row and uh, even though they've no Vicky Wall no Vicky seems no Vicky no problem is the the mantra around Dunboyne I think at the minute they've just got uh, loads of talent there as well but uh, you know, when you think of, I'm not sure if Fiona Neal is still playing, but Fiona Neal's an exceptional footballer, compliment Emma Duggan brilliantly. Um, but you know, Ali O'Sullivan in goals, and um, they've just got really strong players throughout the field. And you would fancy Dunboyne probably to retain their their ladies' senior title. But it should be a good game, and we urge people to get out and go to that one. 
And on Sunday, now I'm going to really, because I didn't bring in my notes with me, on Sunday, the, uh, on Sunday there's the junior final, uh, which is St. Dalton's, our red hot favourites to win that one. Uh, can't remember who they're playing in the final now it's gone from my head constant professional yeah <laughs> the, uh, and the intermediate final is Screenham and Alvey I, I think uh, if, I, if I'm right in that Screenham and Alvey will be a, an interesting game in the intermediate final so uh, it's a busy weekend for the ladies and uh, also in the hurling championship in Mead as well so it's a uh, non-stop in Mead Chronicle Towers here in, in terms of having to cover games and uh, we'll bring you all the coverage and all the reports and reaction from those games in next week's paper. This week's paper, we've got all uh, the match reports from the football semi-finals, and we look ahead with our previews to the hurling final as well. So, just before we go, we have to pick our team of the week. I know just people sitting at home waiting to see, you know, <laughs> dine out on this. I'll dine out on this team of the week for a week, for a month, for a week, for a week <laughs> till next week, till next week. Um, yeah, so between us all, um, that, w- that we, a few of us got around to plenty of games, so we had a look. And um, our team of the week this week was in goals. We have Sentencetown goalkeeper, who I mentioned earlier on, uh, David Flash Gordon, uh, was outstanding for, for the club in the relegation playoff. Unfortunately, he couldn't prevent them slipping the victory, but uh, seemingly he really kept them in the game, with, according to Sean Wall, with, with several outstanding saves. Um, and then on to the full back line. I, I went with Oshin Foley from Dunshockland. I thought he contributed to shutting down Sean Mead uh, really, really well. Yeah. Dunshockland, you know, they just double marked him every chance they got, and Oshin Foley was central to that. Uh, really very good for Dunshockland. Um, number three, and he was, I think he was on the hurling team of the week last week as well, is Connor McGill. Uh, brilliant, gave a exhibition, I thought, at, at full back for Retolt. Um, Shane Walsh started the game well for Nafina, but once Conor McGill got on top, it was really game yeah, over there. Out. I thought Oshin Millen for Dilip Bellistown gets the number four jersey. For me, I thought he was just very consistent. He was excellent against Dunderry. He, he won any loose balls when I was underneath any break balls. Not difficult to you because there wasn't much pressure applied, but no. he, he stood up and he was strong in the full back line. I thought he was very good. Um, we kind of had to rejig our, our defence. So players, you know, just because a, a lad might be named at number five, he didn't necessarily play number five. But Connor Harkin for Dunsany was centre back for his club. But we've had to put him in at, at number five here. He was brilliant in that uh, comprehensive win over Ballon Lock. And uh, the reason we didn't put him in centre back was because how good Ross Ryan was for Summerhill um, against Wolf Tones. You know, we said Wolf Tones only scored two points from play. They only scored one point in the second half and went 34 minutes in the second half without getting a score. All that was down to Summerhill's outstanding defence, but Ross Ryan, Ronan Ryan, as we said, Podge Garrity earlier on the show, just brilliant. And they, I thought Ross Ryan just uh, anchored that centre-back position brilliantly for Summerhill. Aggressive and a little bit over the top when over that thin blue line when he needed to be, um, but an unbelievable footballer and was really good. Um, Another player from that St. Colin Kill Centristown team fills the number seven St. Colin Kill Centristown game fills the number seven side of the team is Stephen Breen uh, wing back so according to Sean who was at the game for us Stephen Breen was outstanding for St. Colin Kills in midfield um, Jack Flynn for Retouch was just totally dominant 
anything that came in around that area he swept it up uh, he was just a danger when he was on the ball he was outstanding so Jack Finn wears number 8 and in midfield Michal Byrne have already spoken about how good Michal was for Summerhill he's number 9 the half forward line we've mentioned you know these three players already uh, so we won't dilly dally over it. number 10 uh, is Dunsany's Pierre Fox Number 11 uh, was Keane Rogers for Retote. Again, another one of those dual players going for going for the double, but a uh, really dangerous footballer, as, as uh, probably a better footballer than he is a hurler. Um, I'm not sure he'll agree with that, but he's equally equally good at both. Um, and number 12, then Matthew Miles for Dunchocklin. Uh, took his goal really, really well, and uh, he was... You're looking at me funny. <laughs> no, I was just trying to mis- remember something differently. I think I was... Uh, I got, I got, a bit of a brain fart there that might continue, continue. <laughs> yeah no he, I thought he was excellent and then the full forward line Kieran Flynn for uh, Jalik Bellystown was brilliant as well scored a nice few points early on and was taken off early so that he could get the adulation of the crowd as he was coming off um, Kevin Ross we spoke about uh, where's number 14 Castledon's Kevin Ross was superb and inspiring them to victory over Sidon and then Connor Frayne for Summerhill was excellent then as well 1-2 one, 1-3 one, one, I think he scored for Summerhill so uh, an excellent performance so quick rundown through the team again in goals David Gordon full back line or David Gordon from Centerstown full back line Dunchocklin's Oshin Foley Connor McGill from Retote and Oshin Millen from Dalik Bellystown the half back line Connor Harkin Dunsany Ross Ryan from Summerhill and Stephen Breen from St. Colin Kills. Uh, midfield Jack Flynn from Retote and Michal Byrne from Summerhill. Half forward line of Pierre Fox, Dunsany, Retote's Keane Rogers and Matthew Miles from Dunshocklin. And the full forward line of Dalit Bellystown, Kieran Flynn. Uh, Castletown's Kevin Ross and number 15 was Summerhill's Connor Frame. So all a uh, Complaints about our team of the week this year can be addressed to Michael Keaveney, uh, Market Square now, <laughs> <laughs> County Mead. But uh, as we said, another busy weekend of sport coming up. A busy weekend just gone, so it's it's really is the silly season here in the sports department. And up all right. plenty plenty coming up. There was rugby on at the weekend. Ashburn got their first win in the Leinster League. Uh, great to see an Apple team back on the field uh, playing in the Metro League. They defeated a tie. Um, I'm not sure how Navin got on, but I'm sure the PRO will be on to us to send in something, mm-hmm. or maybe they won't. And uh, so there's plenty in the Chronicle, horse racing there. We've got uh, rugby reports, we've got reports, soccer reports, all the GA covered, and uh, plenty for people to peruse over. So get out there, buy your local paper. Uh, the VAT, of course, is coming off it now, thanks in the budget. <laughs> so get thank, out there and, thank you, and Mr. Su- yeah. support, support your local uh, newspapers and your local media. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. I'm Fergal Lynch, and I've been joined by Michael Keaveney for this week's edition of the Meat Chronicles Sports Podcast. Talk a good game. Say hi.